Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We're coming at you anyway. up everybody here we are again on a wednesday in the end of october yes we feel a bit of nip in the air it's going to snow possibly possibly this weekend i mean we are in fall right now and i hope everyone's being safe because uh you know infections are not doing too well of covid right now so be safe people i, I say this at the end of every show but be safe um over way 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 across town behind glass uh, is uh, our producer Jake, who I'm assuming, I'm assuming, won more money last night. I didn't win money last night. Oh uh, my surprise, god! Surprise, surprise! But uh, I'm actually <laughs> horrible for some reason at betting baseball, so I tend to stick, mm. stay away from it. And uh, I didn't even make any bets last night. Wow. Oh well. See that? Look, you can't lose money that you don't bet. Exactly. So that's the, my, my philosophy. And which is why I have not lost any money betting. So I, I, I figure I'm safe. Um, I honestly, I would have, with the way Clayton Kershaw is pitching right now, I wouldn't have done anything but go with the Dodgers yesterday. Uh, right. I don't even know what the prop bets are in baseball. I'm, I'm just, of course, you know, you're talking to someone who doesn't bet. So, it, 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 you know, my concept of it is uh, <clears throat> probably a little skewed. But anyway. Here we are on a Wednesday. There hasn't been, other than the World Series, the Dodgers win game one. Um, if Nate was here, he would be complaining about the uh, about the Dodgers, which, you know, I understand. Look, I, my dislike of the Dodgers doesn't even approach my dislike of the Lakers. Of the Los Angeles teams, I do, I do not, like, I have a loathing for the Dodgers like I, I do the Lakers. So, you know, I can't have been a casual observer. Uh, big, you know, Rockies fan. But as far as baseball goes, is I just root for a competitive series. Um, so it just gives people some history. Some of my, some of the best World Series ever played were from like '88 to '92, '93. Uh, extremely competitive series. Um, Minnesota won in '91 in one of my favorite World Series I've ever seen, and that's one where Kirby Puckett goes up the wall to get that that catch. It was. Uh, Great stuff, um, but that's kind of what I root for in these World Series. Is just just make it good because the Rockies. Let's face it, outside of 2007, us and Denver, we we're, we are not going to be getting that uh, kind of satisfaction uh, until they get their own act together. Which who knows when that'll be? Uh, but <laughs> I, I you just root for something competitive, and uh, we may get. I doubt. Well, you know, honestly, at this point, I doubt we'll get that in this series. I doubt it. Did you watch the uh, game last night, Jake? I did. It was, uh, you know, eight to three. The Dodgers took care of business, <laughs> like like expected. I mean, I was hoping that the Rays might be able to pull it out, just because I 
I loathe the Dodgers so much. Mm. Being little brother to the Dodgers every single year, it, it takes a lot out of you. So, uh, and it, it brings in a lot of spite. So, uh, but I think that the Dodgers may roll and sweep this series from what it looked like last night. I think the Rays may be able to pull out one game with Blake Snell on the bump, but other than that, I think they're just completely outclassed. You know, I don't. Maybe the reason I don't have the loathing for the Dodgers that I do the Lakers is because they don't invade Coors Field to the extent that they do Pepsi Center, Lakers fans, and it's just really irritating dealing with them. Um, but the ones in baseball that always got to me are the Cubs fans, which and 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 Cardinals. But the Cardinals fans are at least a little more polite. It's inexplicably to me, the Cubs fans always just just all these expatriates from Chicago who come here, but yet for some reason love to trash the city, always end up at Coors Field for these Cubs games, and it drives me insane. Right? It's the same concept as the Lakers. It just drives me nuts. Uh, but it's, as it, people... Go ahead. It's Chicago and L.A. You know, those teams, it seems like they have a lot of people who flock to Colorado. I don't know if uh, they just don't like their cities or what, but uh, Denver, well, okay. Denver just may be a little bit better place to live. But uh, well, who knows? Who knows? Well, let's let's you know. Let's face it. We know this. That's why. That's why we live here. I mean, we. It's a great place to live. But I would like them, the people in those two series specifically, to not come back here. Oh, well. Then there was a bunch of uh, Sox fans who end up uh, coming to Coorsville too. And it's like these East Coast cities and Midwest and West Coast. They tend to be like that. We get the overflow, I guess, of the. <laughs> Of these right. cities, they all come to Denver for whatever whatever reason, which is why our population has exploded since the '90s. Um, but you know, regardless, I'll stop complaining about that. Uh, other than the the World Series, I'm just there's not a ton going on right now. Um, uh, the Broncos don't have any more COVID test positives, which are good uh, after their coach uh, was uh, found to be positive with COVID. So that is really good. I think the Broncos are proving that they are handling this better than most of the other teams in the NFL right now, which is which is good, particularly the Patriots who couldn't get their act together for the life of them. Um, so good for the Broncos. Uh, Brandon McManus was named Offensive Player of the Week. I don't think uh, that was surprising to anyone who uh, was, <laughs> was going to uh, – or was it Special Teams Player of the Week? Did he win? Oh, that's that's a good question. I'm gonna add, right. I, I, <laughs> I mean, it's points. It's points. It's, it's, it's points. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was gonna say, are are kickers of you know eligible for offensive player of the week? Is that technically? Off- oh man. Anyway, that is that is some sports talk right here. Riveting sports talk. Um, so yeah, uh, that that's basically what's going on. There's nothing nothing much to report as far as Broncos go. Uh, just getting ready for that Chiefs game on, uh, you know, it's it's weird how midweek kind of everything slows down. Tuesday, you know, Wednesday. Nothing really. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. Just, it's kind of just, there's no feel to, to a Tuesday or a Wednesday. It's just, uh, except that the World Series is on. Like if, if, if it was regular times, the uh, World Series would probably almost be over by now. Um, and it's, it's crazy. So the Tuesday, Wednesday is just a little slow. Well, you know, I used to love 
uh, watching the World Series. Um, that was one of my that, that that was I looked forward to that every October. Uh, there was, uh, and I think it's more because I just I, I the games have changed a bit, but uh, and maybe it's good because of where I am at in my life. I, I still watch them, but I'm not as attached as I was. You know, I'm used to hearing Jack Buck or uh, you know Vince Scully. Um, call these games and uh, on CBS or our, you know, they, they just went through a bunch of channels back in the late 80s, early 90s. And it's kind of like, you know, Joe Buck is okay. He's, he's, he's not a, you know, there's been a lot of broadcaster talk this week from Nate and I. Uh, <laughs> but there was a, it's just, Buck is so emotionless sometimes, it, it drives me insane. Like I said, he's from the Pat Summerall school of uh, play by play where you, even if there's a spectacular play, you just, you're not invested as a, as a player and you're always setting up the right comment. I get it, but I'd like to hear a little bit. I mean, it's just, it's just, he's so monotone. It drives me insane. I'm with you there. His dad, his dad was great. Great at calling a game. Jack Buck was probably my favorite baseball, uh, play by play guy. He was spectacular and uh, legendary for a very, very, very good reason. Uh, Jack Buck is still right up there with one of my favorite guys who's ever done it. Of course, and then there's the epic Vin Scully. It's hard to like come down from that kind of epic mountain right there. You know, Harry Carey never called a, a World Series, and that would have been a train wreck. But <laughs> I can't even imagine him slaughtering these names on uh, on a net, on a World Series coverage. That would that would be actually pretty entertaining itself. Um, but yeah, it's just, I'm not as invested in Joe Buck as, you know, he's, nah. so anyway, coming up next, we have got Mike Singer from the Denver Post is going to talk to us about Nuggets offseason. I know we haven't really gone over that much lately, and there's no better person to have uh, with us than Mike Singer. So he'll be joining us up next on My Life Sports Radio. Radio. Um, we really haven't had any uh, in-depth Nuggets conversation other than with me uh, lately, so we need a different kind of perspective, and uh, there's no better perspective than we can have than to have lead Denver Post Nuggets writer, beat writer, um, a man who truly knows that Cleveland rocks, Mr. Mike Singer. Hello, Mike. How are you doing, Jeff? I am fantastic. Well, uh, man, this is going to be an interesting offseason. And you uh, recently had an article up on the Post uh, that was talking about the options that the Nuggets uh, have before them and whether they are, you know, feasible or not. And kind of, kind of go over what you feel like are the Nuggets' um, options for either a acquisitions or t- trade coming into this offseason and whether that their goal is a is a big kind of acquisition so i wouldn't be shocked if uh the nuggets turn over every stone in terms of looking for a high level acquisition uh i recently wrote about bradley beal i wrote about victor oladipo um both of them I don't think are realistic. I think that there's a couple reasons. First of all, I'm not sure that the Washington Wizards are actually going to trade Bradley Beal, uh, which is the first obstacle. 
Second of all, that would likely take Michael Porter Jr., uh, who I don't think the Nuggets are going to part with. I think it would take a phone call from Milwaukee and say Giannis wants to come to Denver uh, <laughs> for Tim Connolly to entertain the thought of moving Michael Porter Jr. That's my read on it. Um, and Victor Oladipo, he, he you know came back in, I think it was in late January, at a ruptured quad, and I realize his name is on the trade market, but he didn't look good in his return with the Indiana Pacers. So those two names, I'm not necessarily sure, uh, do it for the Nuggets. And then the, the name that I can't stop thinking about is Drew Holiday, uh, the point guard for the New Orleans Pelicans. He has one year left on his deal, and then he has a player option next season. He is just a, a guy that would seemingly fit perfectly from a culture standpoint to a you know, a, a guy that can play off the ball, who's a hell of a defender. There, there's just so many perks about Drew Holiday. That being said, uh, the Nuggets aren't the only team in the NBA that wants to add Drew Holiday. So uh, I think there's going to be a lot of competition for him. They, the Nuggets also have the number 22nd pick in the upcoming draft that they could potentially, um, you know, dangle in a trade or obviously take a, a prospect. And, but frankly, they don't have a lot of cap space. So any of their huge moves, I think, are going to come either on draft night or via a trade transaction. And, and yeah, we'll go over uh, in just a second because it kind of fits into what they do with Jeremy Grant going forward. But uh, to explore this, you know, acquisition slash trade uh, aspect just a little further, my my contention has always been that they need to do a Bill Cartwright for. Charles Oakley, or short Charles Oakley for Bill Cartwright kind of trade, or a Mark Aguirre act coming to Detroit in exchange for Adrian Jantley kind of thing. You don't need a guy who's going to be a bigger star than what you've got on your roster. You need guys who are going to be either A, veteran presences, pre- presence, or you're going to need someone who can stabilize um, certain aspects on the periphery of your of your roster. You don't necessarily need another, quote, that guy to uh, kind of proceed through the offseason because I think they are pretty much set with their core anyway. Yeah, I think it's a good point. Um, you know, one thing both Michael Malone and Tim Connolly talked about heading into the offseason, I think the two words that they used to describe what could elevate them are toughness and IQ. And what they were getting at is looking at the deeper rounds of the postseason, um, the types of things that get you to a conference final is that potentially find success in the NBA finals. So um, what you have to look at and really is what's going to paint their offseason is what happens with Mason Plumlee and Paul Millsap, two big men, veteran free agents, who are also, I would contend, the two toughest guys on the team. So to your point, if you lose both of those guys, that mid-level exception money, which is they can go out and find someone for up to $9.3 million, that mid-level money has to go to a big guy. You have to replenish that veteran uh, presence, that toughness. Let's not forget the Nuggets do not advance to the conference finals if it wasn't for that game five where Paul Millsap got into it with Marcus Morris. And, and there's a possibility that you don't have that on your roster next year. So Either they're going to retain them, obviously at a lower money, a lower number than they've been getting the past few years, particularly for Millsap, who's making thirty million a year. Um, but you know, and if they don't retain them, then that money has to go get somebody who can impose himself, impose his will, and, and kind of just be a guy who can ruffle feathers. Because right now, if those two walk, I don't see who they have on the roster that can kind of fill that attribute. 
That's a that's a great point too. And uh, the biggest, probably the biggest in-house thing the Nuggets are going to have to deal with this offseason is, of course, Jeremy Grant and his free agency. He is opting out. Um, I, I I think I think based on everything I'm hearing, and I don't know, you know, if you can you can confirm it from wave-based people you've talked to, but I, I everything I'm hearing, I'm hoping. Fingers crossed they come in in about 14, 15, you know, at the highest 16 million per four, uh, Jeremy Grant. Um, my worry is that you're going to get a team like Atlanta that comes in and just backs a dump truck full of money up to his door and says, this is what we want. And then the Nuggets will be forced with making a, well, tough decision because you really, really, at this point, they've really made it known that they, they need him uh, coming for, going forward. Do you see the Nuggets uh, doing what it takes to retain Jeremy Grant, or do you see them having a price in mind and sticking to it? Uh, I mean, certainly, if it got to $20 million a year, I think that they would have to take a long, hard look and say, are we going to be comfortable investing three years 60, four years 80 into Jeremy Grant? Uh, frankly, I don't think he's going to command that. I, I, mm-hmm. I think I would be surprised if it got to even 17 or $18 million per year. Um, but I think that number 14 to 16 is right around, uh, where, where I think, you know, the grant, uh, camp is expecting. And also I think where the Nuggets are probably comfortable paying with, um, you know, you have to look at the, the, the Nuggets can't replenish a guy like Jeremy Grant because of their salary cap, uh, situation. They need to keep him in the fold or you're not going to get a player of his caliber because you can't pay more than that 9.3 million. So I think they are, you know, that is by far their number one priority, uh, maintaining this guy who, who they traded for. They invested a first-round pick in last summer, um, and a guy who, frankly, was one of probably the three or four best players for this team the entire postseason. And the reason why they were able to, uh, no one ever really stops LeBron or Kawhi, but at least impede. And, and, and that's what Jeremy Grant did, and, and they love him as a player. I, you know, going back to last year's introductory press conference, Tim Connolly was signaling. He even said at the press conference, "We hope he is in Denver for years." So, um, it, it, leverage be damned, uh, they have signaled very much that they want to keep this guy in the fold. Um, but it's a great point. If if Detroit comes in, a, a team like Detroit or potentially Phoenix, and offers nineteen or twenty million. That could really blow up Denver's offseason plans. So um, I don't know if that's going to happen, but if it does, the Nuggets would completely have to reroute their offseason. Um, that's an excellent point, Mike. I, I I completely agree with that one. And I I, I think the last one for me, and, and thank you for joining me on on the on the radio show. I I think that what could affect uh, their cap. Her, you know, maybe in a nebulous sort of way, is their decisions on what they want to do with uh, specifically Gary Harris and Will Barton going forward. Um, I personally don't see a tremendous trade market for either guy, but if they are a, a Jeremy Grant uh, leaving kind of scenario, would maybe force the Nuggets into putting guys into the trade market or at least exploring that aspect because, um, you know, even that may even happen if Jeremy Grant uh, signs. But those two seem to be the ones that I keep hearing about um, all around about guys who could be potentially available um, for trade. Yeah, I mean, listen, like the Nuggets pride themselves on continuity. Um, Gary Harris is a a linchpin of the locker room. He's the longest-tenured Nugget. I think – 
any trade trade involving Gary Harris would be really tough for uh, the Nuggets front office to stomach. Um, that being said, like there's not a ton of positive value that Gary Harris has right now. Two years ago, he was a borderline all star. This year, obviously, he, the injury um, sort of delayed his return to Orlando, and then his confidence just wasn't there. Obviously, he's he's an above average borderline elite defender on the perimeter. Um, you know, but I just don't know how many people are going to be, you know, eager to get Gary Harris in a trade. And the other one is Will Barton. Like, I don't know if you're Tim Connolly, how you sell a Will Barton trade when his injury status is completely unknown. He left the bubble having not played one minute of official game time, and he's kind of had a nebulous knee injury. I know that he's rehabbing it right now in Miami. But that being said, like, I don't know how you net positive value when no one knows exactly what is wrong with Will Barton's knee. So I, I think it would be easier to trade Gary Harris than Will Barton. But again, you'd have to probably lump a first-round pick, either you know, an intriguing prospect, potentially bull bull, um, to really net something significant in my opinion. But uh, I wouldn't be shocked if – those guys were bandied about in trade conversations. As loyal and as much as the Nuggets pride themselves on returning who's got them here and valuing who's got them to this point, um, you know, it, it might be time to take a hard audit and, and reevaluate, you know, the type of player and, and talent that can elevate you to to your first ever finals appearance. I I come. I, once again, I completely agree. That's uh, great stuff, Mike. And you can read Mike Singer at the Denver Post, uh, and you can follow him at Twitter at Mike Singer. Uh, uh, Mike, it's great for you to join me. I appreciate it a lot, and uh, I would love it if you were able to come back again in the future, my friend. All good. Thanks so much, Jeff. That was Mike Singer from the Denver Post, and uh, we'll kind of talk about what uh, Mike talked about in the next segment. I'm curious to see uh, I, my, my view on, on uh, Will Barton and uh, Gary Harris is similar, but a little different. We'll talk about that next, coming up on Mile High Sports Radio. Welcome to Ryan High Sports. Hey, Jeff Morton. Hey, I'm here. Hey, Jeff. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey. Hey. Uh, 
you uh, hear me botch Mike Singer's uh, Twitter? <laughs> no, no. I've been I I have been um so doing the show with with Brad and Katie, and I was trying to catch up on some emails. So I've actually been sitting here in the studio. Letting you finish up that interview, trying to catch up on stuff that I missed this morning. So no, I didn't. Did you? Uh, did you have a tongue twister? Uh, yeah. yeah, I did. It's M Singer <laughs> at M Singer. I I just I, I don't know what I was and uh, I I sent uh, Mike a DM saying like, look, I botched it. I'll correct it in the next segment. Uh, uh, God, <laughs> I, I was trying to end the. I was, what was happening was I was trying to find a way to end the segment. Right. And I I just got you know my brain tied. But anyway, oh, okay. M Singer at M Singer. Well, I mean, we know that, you know, you do all your podcasts drunk, so maybe, you know, mm-hmm, you just, mm-hmm. sometimes you just need the, the assistance, uh, to be able yes. to wrap everything up. I needed, I needed some vino. How, to, uh, how was Mr. <laughs> Singer? Great. Great. It was a good, good interview. We're talking about the Nuggets and their options this, this, uh, this, uh, off season. And I kind of wanted to like, he, he mentioned something about Gary Harris and, uh, Will Barton and, my my feeling is based on uh, people in the league is that they people feel that those guys would be available in a certain situation. Uh, I don't think anyone is off the table, but for Jamal Murray, Nikola Jokic, and ninety nine percent Michael Porter Jr. Uh, I, that's the feeling I got. Uh, the guys that people keep circling are. Uh, Barton and Harris, and, and quite frankly, if Jeremy Grant takes you know uh, Detroit backs a dump truck full of money up to his door and says this is what we're going to pay you, and the Nuggets can't offer and can't counter that, they're going to Nuggets are going to need to be active on the trade market anyway, and that may hasten their need to do it. And Mike's right; they don't will and. Uh, Will Barton and Gary Harris don't have a ton of value right now, but they seem to be the guys with the, the contract slash veteran experience that some teams would need slash want. And that's why people keep kind of circling around that. And them. so it, it's interesting. I, I, uh, that was a good thing. I mean, uh, check that out uh, when we podcast it out later. It's a, it was a good interview. Mike had a lot of insight. I think the thing though, uh, it, it, you just said about the fact that they don't have that value. They don't carry the same um, return. Um, I, I, like, I feel like, yes, there's some appeal there from a playing standpoint for teams, but my guess is that if they are going to be involved in anything, it's going to be because the team on the receiving end is looking probably more at the contract and the terms and things like that as opposed to what they're gaining to their roster. And I don't mean that to be a a knock too much on Harris and Barton, but you and I have been saying since the Nuggets were bounced from the bubble that the most valuable tradable asset that they have is MPJ. Yeah. And that's who teams are going to want. Like you might, you know, you might want to get rid of, uh, those, you know, Harrison Barton and turn those into a trade and maybe Tim Connolly can, but those aren't the value. Here, here's my feeling. And, and this is, I, I seem to be the lone gunman on this, but I, my feeling is that I don't know how sustainable having, uh, Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. on the same roster is. And the Nuggets need to make a decision about if they can make it work. Um, I, I think a combination of Jokic Porter or Jokic Murray is is sustainable and good. I don't know how all three of them, specifically um, Michael Porter Jr., who has the 
probably what you would describe as irrational confidence. I don't, I don't know if it's something that will be sustainable. And I, I think that's where I think the Nuggets need to make a decision is like, if they think they can make it work, um, then they got to make it work. But if it's something that could be a problem in the future, then they got to probably, in my view, make a decision right now. I think that makes sense. I think it mm-hmm. does. And that's not an easy decision to make because you realize that you have some value there, but you also realize that in order to get the value that you want, you got to be willing to give something up. I mean, that's, we joke about that all the time. You know, it's one of the, it's one of the things that cracks me up about, you know, the, the, uh, uh, um, the trade engine that you've seen on different sites, right? Where you try to match stuff up and it tells you whether or not the trade works based on dollars and all those kinds of things is, you know, yes, it's fun because it turns everybody into that armchair GM, but at the same time, it also gives people, I think, a false um, uh, idea of what they can pull off, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, well, you could totally trade these guys because the the, con- the salaries match up. Uh, okay, that's not just how it works. I mean, it's a little more than that. Well, yeah, people need to understand that value is more existential than just numbers. It's it, there's just your va- There's often a case where the value of one player is greater to a team to the team that's trying to trade than it is to a team that's trying to acquire a player. And as long as that, you know, kind of factor main remains there, it's right. Trades are going to be hard to pull off. And if you just look at it in a raw number sense, you know, I could make up any, I mean, I hate the trade machine, but uh, I could make any sort of trade scenario with, between Will, with Will Barton and Gary Harris work, but, there's also the fact that there is another team involved and they may view things completely right, differently. Right. And that's, and that's what I always like to talk about when we talk about trades. Um, and, and look, it doesn't matter whether, you know, I just got done doing the show. It doesn't matter whether we're talking about, you know, doing a trade in your fantasy football league, or we're talking about a trade in, in real life, in any sport. Uh, you know, it's one thing to be able to have a computer tell you that it works. It's another one to have an actual dance partner. Um, yep. and you have to have that dance partner that, that, believes that their side of the dance works for them. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's the part of when, when trades happen that drive me nuts when everybody tries to say, well, who won the trade? Uh, it it yep. drives me bat bleep crazy. Every time somebody tries to do that, it really, really does. Um, it's just like when the, when the draft class report cards come out right after the NFL draft or, or the MLB draft or anything like that, you don't know, you have no <laughs> clue whether that draft is going to work out or not. Um, I mean, it's look when the, when the avalanche drafted Nathan McKinnon, there were people that thought Joe was nuts. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's like, you know, sometimes you don't know how these things are going to work out, but when you set up a trade, when you try to use that trade machine or you try to be able to say, well, I can tell you that this, um, that, that this, this particular trade works. Well, sure it does. But that doesn't mean yeah. that the people on the receiving end of it actually want to be a part of it. Yeah. You know, you might be they able mean, to pull that trade with the Pelicans, <laughs> but the Pelicans might go, yeah, right. It's it's a nexus of what you believe your player's value is and what another team's player uh, believes their player's value are and whether they view what you're trying to sell is the equivalent of what they are Correct. trying to give back to you. Yes. And, and that is the thing that it's just, it, it is just... A, 
it's and, hard to that's why trades are hard and it's and it's know? the reason why the point you've been making throughout the bubble and since the bubble ended is a really important one where you have said folks need to understand that any cap space is going to be all about trade not about free agency for this team which puts even more onus on Tim Conley because now it's not just you know choosing that player that you want to add to the roster it's being it's it's being willing to give up what it takes to to get it because now well, now there's a two-way deal now it's not just this guy's a free agent and we talked him into coming to denver and playing with jamal and nicola it's we had to give up something to get it well there's a concept in the nba specifically about being a cap team like you make different choices when you are a team that is hovering around the cap um it has nothing to do with going over the tax by the way this is you know the nba right. puts restrictions on what you can do if you're over the cap so i mean just there's just so much many layers to cap and all this stuff in the nba but there's you operate differently you operate on a peripheral basis unless you want to make a major trade everything every move you can make and this is where the nuggets are at right now uh every move you can make is generally around every the margins move you make. <laughs> like sting every trade you <laughs> yes um, yeah Sorry, Brad was Brad was singing Taylor Swift lyrics on the show today. I'm just kind of it's a weird it's a weird mood morning. Um, they made fun of me again on the show with that stupid gif of me dancing from last. I was going to say, show. were you dancing again? Yes, they turned it into a gif. Um, gosh, I need to remember those damn cameras are on all the time <laughs> and not hot. A letting. Hot. Hot camera moment. Yes, we talked about that with the uh, hot mic, with the uh, flyover, and everything with uh, um, with uh, Joe and Troy. Um, so yeah, I, it was. It's been a weird morning. All right. Well, I'm glad. You had a good, good conversation. I feel like I'm just kind of. Jake is in the studio right now doing the stupid forty something dad dance that I was doing. <laughs> oh my goodness! Rude. Legendary. Rude, rude, rude. It's bad enough that Altitude <laughs> turned me into a gift for crying out loud. I don't need you doing it on the other side of the glass. You're oh, viral. Oh, my goodness. No, I'm definitely not viral because nobody wants to see that. People are like, who is that doofus? Why is that guy in my Twitter feed? You know, it's just, uh, it's, it's, it's silly. It's silly. We, yeah. did have a, we did have a fun show today. It'll air tonight at 5 on Altitude, and it'll be, uh, for those that don't have it, if you're still a Comcast or whatever, uh, it'll be posted up at ftnfantasy.com tomorrow, so you'll be able to watch the whole show online if you want to. Um, we talked a lot about uh, week seven, obviously, of the NFL, as well as some of the injuries from last week. So I'll tell you what, with that in mind, let me talk about my friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. They're America's top-rated sportsbook app, and they're that way for a reason. There is no better place to get on all the action of week seven than with DraftKings Sportsbook. And with Week 7 on the way, to add to the excitement, they have for you their can't-miss offer, the one we've been talking about here for a bit. Look, everybody likes a bonus, right? Everybody likes, you know, it's fun to get something for free. Well, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users the chance to earn a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. All you got to do is sign up using promo code MHS. If you're a new user, use that promo code MHS. And not only are you going to get that sign-up bonus, you're going to see what I've been talking about. The DraftKings Sportsbook has all these different ways for you to bet. You've got the totals. you got the spreads. you got the money lines. You can parlay stuff together. You can do round robins, which is something I do a lot of. Really, if those of you that, even if those of you that are betting, if you haven't started doing round robins, you need to jump on that. Um, 
and they've got the live betting that you can do in game. Um, you can do the player props. You can get in there on your favorite players. Uh, you know, right down to you know whether or not you think a guy is going to score a touchdown. I mean, it's for those of you that have been doing fantasy sports for a long time. That's really the next step for you is to be able to uh, to have some skin in the game and to make some money while you're at it. So, if you've got the opportunity and you haven't done it yet. Do it now. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code MHS when you sign up, as in Mile High Sports, MHS. And you're going to get up to $1,000. It's code MHS. Get that sign-up bonus up to $1,000 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be 21 or older, Colorado. Only bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. It's like... Maybe I'll just break out the trade engine, figure out what I can do now, you know, just start making stuff up. You just don't know. You just don't know, people. You don't know. It's like, do you remember how many people wanted the Avs to draft Seth Jones instead of Nathan McKinnon when they had the number one overall pick in 2013? I remember that. Yeah. Do you remember that? And and look, Seth's, Seth's a good defenseman. I'm not trying to knock Seth. But everybody was like, oh, and the ties to Denver and uh, and Joe, it was like, no, we're, we're taking Nathan McKinnon. And they were like, okay, you know, he's good, you know, coming out of Halifax. All right, fine. And now he's, you know, arguably the best player in the league. <laughs> so sometimes, <laughs> folks, you just don't know until, until you've had a chance to digest it all. Oh, you just don't know. All right, 11.44 is the time. Rolling through a Wednesday with you. The reason Jake's in a good mood is because I told him what to parlay last night in the World Series uh, on this show yesterday, and it hit. And as Jake texted me last night, quote, easy money, exclamation point. Uh, It's Nate and Jeff rolling on a Wednesday with you. uh, We've got uh, Gil Whiteley coming up at the top of the hour. Back in a moment, Mile High Sports. High Sports. Nate Lundy, Jeff Morton, thanks for being here. Bill Whiteley coming up top of the hour. You all right over there? Sound like you were talking to me? Yeah, sounded like you were rattling something around. You okay there? Did you just like whack your head on the on a door or something? No. Oh. No, I, I, I just haven't moved. No. Oh. <laughs> I was crazy. I heard some sort of sound. I was like, did Jeff just like run into something or I just, okay. Well, never mind then. It's, <laughs> this is what happens when you and I are. <laughs> <laughs> Not in the same studio, okay? It's like you're, you're doing this from home. Noises again. If the for those of you that are, are are like new to the program, or if you've just tuned in, if you have if you're new to the program, we we've mentioned this a couple of times, but sometimes I I think it's worth sharing. You guys are part of our little our our, our listener family here. Um, Jeff's brother is immunocompromised, um, and because of that, um, Jeff has ever since we started this show. Um, back in July, Jeff has been doing the show from home. Um, so we connect up and he and I do the show. So I'm here in the studios, um, in the tech center, but Jeff has been doing the show from home. Um, and so occasionally on the show, um, if you ever hear funky things like that, or, you know, occasionally as we've talked about, like, you know, peel the curtain back, you know, sometimes Jeff's voice gets a little digitized. All of a sudden he's like from Tron. 
Um, <laughs> and I'm talking the original Tron, not the new one. Uh, and so every now and then if that happens, we just like, sometimes it's nice for us to just sort of peel back the curtain and let you know what's going on. And that is in fact what goes on. And, really that, rainy. and sometimes, yeah, sometimes uh, <laughs> Jeff and I uh, have moments like that because we can't always see each other. Um, and so there's these moments of sort of guesswork um, that go on. Well, well, there was a moment uh, maybe last month where you guys thought there was like a bandsaw run yes. or something like that. Yes, Jake and I both were like, and it was cracking us <laughs> up because you were like, guys, there is nothing. Like, I do not. What are you talking about? There's nothing <laughs> happening. And then it was Ghost in the Machine, and it was just, it was, it was weird. It was weird. It was like Hal and, you know, I'm sorry, I can't do that, Dave. Um, just moments like that were taking place. And so we, uh, we, sometimes I like to peel back the curtain and let everybody, uh, and let everybody know. Uh, and so speaking of peeling back the curtain. So, um, because of the, the TV show this morning and all the weird schedule that was going on and stuff like that, we don't have Brad's big noise, big bet of the day. It's brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook app. But what we have done is during the break, we shaved Jake's head uh, so that he could be bald like Brad um, because, well, Brad's bald and Brad has hair envy. Um, anyway, um, so I decided that what we would do, because Jake has been on fire with his bets, Jeff, as you know. He has been walking around the studio gloating about what he's been able to pull off. Um, and he was smart enough to to listen to me last night when I said, or yesterday afternoon, when I said on this show, I said, look, the Dodgers are really heavy favorites. At the time, they were a minus 167 on the book. and But if you took the over, which had started out at like eight and was down to seven in terms of the total runs, if you parlayed those two, two things together, it jumped to a plus 155. So now all of a sudden you were like, oh, okay, well, that'd be kind of a nice little payday if I did that. Um, so I said, Jake, you got to, I told you guys on the show, but I said, Jake, you got to hammer this. You got to, you got to recognize that, you know, the Dodgers, I didn't think there was any way in the world the Dodgers were going to lose that game yesterday, but I also felt like there's just way too much lumber in that lineup. There were going to be a lot of runs. Um, and obviously they smashed it. The final was eight to three. I mean, so they, they killed that over. Um, so I will turn things over to Jake because Jake followed me yesterday. So now it's his turn. So it is our big noise, big bet of the day presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. And uh, Jake Meyer will be sitting in for Brad Evans. Jake, what do you got? What do you got for us today? After perusing DraftKings vast array <laughs> of lines and props, uh, I found a nice prop bet on Corey Seager plus 330 to hit a home run. He had five home runs in the last series against the Atlanta Braves. And I I think he's going to rake once again. Corey Seager plus 330 to hit a home run. Are nice. you with me? I you know what? I like the the player props like that. You know, it's like I I like doing the who's going to score the first touchdown. I like doing anytime touchdowns, things like that. I'll be doing that tomorrow. We'll be talking about that tomorrow for that ugly freaking game that's tomorrow night's Thursday night game. Um so we'll be talking about that. I like that one. That's not bad. A plus 330, a nice little payday. You don't necessarily have to throw a lot down to wind up with a nice payday. So I like that. It's brought to you by uh, DraftKings Sportsbook. With a vast array, uh, America's top-rated sportsbook <laughs> app. Remember, uh, Week Seven's excitement is on the way. They've got that can't-miss offer for you. If you're a new user and you sign up using promo code MHS, MHS as in Mile High Sports, uh, you're going to get a bonus up to a thousand dollars for your sign up. Um, it's that simple. They got all those different ways for you to bet. We were just talking about uh, the the bet for the home run tonight, the first touchdown score, all those kinds of things. And by the way, if football isn't for you, um, all MMA and baseball fans who sign up now 
can turn a dollar into $100 by betting on either this weekend's UFC 254 or by taking action on any of the baseball championship games. So you've got an option to turn a dollar into a hundred if football is not your thing. And that's awesome. And you get this sign up bonus up to a thousand dollars. So you've got all these options with DraftKings Sportsbook. They are safe, secure, reliable. They make it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. They're all about that. They want to make this a great experience for you. Um, and DraftKings does it day in and day out. So download the top rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code MHS when you sign up. You get that sign up bonus up to a thousand dollars, but you got to use code MHS when you do it. Limited time only. At DraftKings Sportsbook, must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. So there you go. Jake filling in for Brad today with the big noise, big bet of the day. Did you watch any of uh, the World Series last night, Jeff? Anything? I did. I did. It uh, panned out exactly as I it would. Yeah, kind of thought that was going to be the case. <laughs> the only thing that gave you pause for concern is that we know on occasion you get Clayton this Kershaw. weird version of Clayton Kershaw. Um, but last night just was one of those I felt confident with. I did miss out. I had said take Glass now on the under on the strikeouts. I missed out on that one. So despite the runs they gave up, they still got the strikeouts, um, which surprised me a little bit. So I missed on that one, but definitely with the Dodgers in the over. So I'll have to figure out what I'm going to do for tonight's game. I might just sit this one out. Because yeah. here's the thing. Tomorrow night's Thursday night football game sucks. It's awful. It's the Giants and the Eagles, y'all. Oh. And it, the over-under in it is 44 and a half. It's the, it's the lowest over-under of the weekend, uh, tied with the uh, Bears-Rams game, by the way, um, at 44 and a half. Awful. Awful. Oh. Um, which means it's going to be a hashtag tequila Thursday tomorrow uh, because it's the only way you're going to get through that game. Only way it's going to oh. happen. It's awful. God. Awful game. Awful game. Jeff, thanks for uh, holding down the fort for me for uh, while I was coming back over from Altitude. I appreciate uh, that. And a big thank you to Mike Singer for joining the show. If you missed that, we'll pot it up for you. You'll find it. We'll tweet it out at Mile High Sports. You can also always find the podcast available on demand. Just search Nate and Jeff wherever you get your podcast. You'll find us right there. Jeff, I want you to have a fantastic afternoon. You too, Nate. Uh, stay safe, everyone. Thanks to Jake Meyer behind the glass. Again, thanks to Mike Singer for joining Jeff earlier on in the program. Gil Whiteley is coming up next. We're rocking and rolling through a hump day Wednesday with you on Mile High Sports. I can